0: This is Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends with me, Dr. Santo D. Marabella, your workplace advisor and teacher. Hello and welcome to another edition of Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends. This is uh, Dr. Santo Marabella, Practical Prof. I'm happy to be here with you today. Um, These are really interesting times. And so what I wanted to do today is to begin a small series of podcasts that really reflect the changing environment and the kind of changing by the day environment um, surrounding the pandemic of the coronavirus uh, COVID-19. And so, you know, um, I think the key is that we have to all really be together and stick together you know social distancing does not mean social isolation so we're going to get through this we're going to get through this together and the topic for today's special podcast is for um, artists and entertainers. I am uh, really blessed to be able to do projects in this genre um, in addition to teaching business and developed a lot of wonderful friends over the years and have a lot of respect for a lot of people who, for whom this is their living. And so my friend today is gonna to be um, Tim Carr, and is an actor, he's a writer, he's a filmmaker. Uh, so many cool things that he's done, like All My Children, the film uh, Rocky Balboa, a number of commercials uh, that you probably have seen Definitely, Wawa, Wendy's, and uh, the way Tim and I met was through the Reading Film Fest when I was producing. Um, Tim had a great uh, short called "The Other Ripkin," and I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell you more about it. But um, welcome, Tim, to the podcast. It's great to be with you.
1: It's such an honor to be here. And what makes it really, really fun, uh, Santo, is I always feel like on this podcast, you have a lot of intellectual people. So I'm glad you decided to slum it with me today. Thank you. for Okay. So many smart people on here and me. So thank you. Thank you for slumming it. I'm really glad the pandemic hey, has uh, gotten me this opportunity.
0: <laughs> my pleasure. Of course, we know this is not true. Uh, this guy um, is so clever with his writing and with his um, craft. And we are to talk about some of these things. But, you know, I, I really want to start out with what's it like being an artist in this world today?
1: It's a great question, and here's the interesting answer you might not be anticipating. It is so uncertain in these days. You know, if, if everyone is on edge, and you can see that everywhere. You can see it on TV. You can see it online. Um, but being an artist, specifically being an actor, is also so much uncertainty It's just you you never know what's going to happen. There's times where you'll go in and you'll be told one thing and another thing will happen. Um, There's been times... Where I had a contract and I was ready to film a movie that morning, it and it stopped. Um, so, to be honest, I feel like actors are probably the most prepped for this era. <laughs> you know, they they know that there is so much uncertainty, so they're they're doing what maybe we should all be doing, and it's just you know one minute at a time. And if it feels too heavy, do thirty seconds at a time. I know everything is very, very intense right now. Um, so for for me, as an actor. Not too much has changed. The only difference is um, I'll film things um, in my basement. Um, For example, there was a big, big network um, that we were supposed to be filming this March. I had to go screen test. I screen tested for about four different characters in my basement, and I had to email them the file. Um, This is kind of where this is for actors now. You do a lot of self-taping. So really, it's still, I'm still doing everything in my house that I'm doing right now. So weirdly enough, I feel like artists are very prepped for this.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, from an outsider's perspective, because it's not my livelihood. Um, I think it's gotta be scary. I mean, I, 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 whoever imagined that Broadway would shut down, yeah. that, sports events were shut down, the concerts were shut down and all the impacts, not only of the performers, but all the supporting staff.
1: That's the big um, thing. Um, Yeah. yeah. And and if you're walking around in cities, you know, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not walking around in cities now, but in, in normal spots where you would go, if you had to go to like, I went to a grocery store yesterday. Um, it was almost like those, it was almost like those post-op, um, Apocalypse movies, you know, where you're walking around and you've got, it's almost like zombies, you know, (laughs) you just have everyone staring ahead, nobody's making eye contact. It's very quiet. All the shelves are empty. It's, uh, it's really something, but you're right. You make a good point with, if you look at, um, Broadway, if you look at sports events, there's actually a friend of mine who, um, is a, a professional sports announcer and his, his Bread and butter is March Madness, which it would normally be going on right now. He would be announcing these 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 games for for television. He the those games that are no longer there. So all of a sudden, it's it it gives some pause. You know, March Madness is so busy with all of these games that. Um, now you're like, what's now? Like, that was what I, that's what we were looking for. That gets me through my entire year. Um, so you're right. You're, you're thinking about things in a different way, and which is really interesting and, and very uncertain and very nerve-wracking all at once.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I,
0: I, our hope is, and you and I have talked about this, we really want this to be kind of inspiring and kind of hopeful, kind of um, demonstrating the support for the arts and entertainment community. Yeah. And that's what discussions like this can really offer. I mean, we can't change the reality of the virus. We can all, uh, you know, observe and follow the guidelines. But I think what we really can do—that people like you and I and others that we that we glom onto that um, we really uh, believe share similar values—is to just be there and supporting each other. And you're 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 great at doing that year round. Um, <laughs> You know, if you if you want to know anything about blood drives, you got talk to Tim. <laughs> because he, you should have like your own chair. Do you have your yes, own chair? I,
1: with a little I on it? don't, but they do give me the chair with Netflix because I go so much. Um, so they know when I want to get into a new series or something. So they're like, "Oh, Tim's watching Better Call Saul. Let's put him in the Netflix chair." <laughs> so, um, no, you know, and, and you make a great point this is very uncertain and all we can do is lift each other up um for example and even in the arts to touch on just what, what you just mentioned um i read your pilot script this morning and i loved it um i thought it was beautiful i thought you wrote a story which i'm not going to spoil anything because i want this thing very badly to be filmed i think you somehow managed and writing a pilot is the hardest thing in the world to do um because especially if it's a sitcom, you're writing 30 pages, if you're lucky. I mean, it should be about 22 um, pages right. where you really have to hope that everyone likes these characters enough to tune in for Episode 2.
0: Um, right.
1: And you wrote this amazing family story with a lot of character, with a lot of locations, and um, with an ending, which I can't wait to see what happens in Episode 2. Like, I would, if I wasn't involved in this, and I'm not, I just read it, um, but I would, I would, I would turn that. I would turn back in the next week just to kind of see what happened. Um, right. It was great. It was really wonderful, and uh, it was a warm, friendly yet almost sinister pilot, and okay. I loved it. And I thought it was beautiful. And I think that's maybe a way where uh, actors and filmmakers can all work together in a time where you can't. You don't necessarily film with each other around is you can read each other's works. You can look at each other's film reels um, and, and you can build each other up. Uh, you know, I thought it was wonderful. I, I I really, really want to see that get made. And I'm super sad that it's an Italian family because I'm an Irish guy and I can't weasel my way into an audition. <laughs> so oh, I, was right. that. I got to page I got 12. To- I'm like, oh, well, there's not an Irish guy to be found in this thing. Damn.
0: Oh, yeah. I got characters for you. Okay, for good. People- this is why we're talking because you embody the spirit of, of that kind of collaboration, that kind of mutual support, that kind of friendship that we're trying to say everybody should have. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I just know what I have in this community here at home. It's very fortunate to have some really good people that you connect with all the time and help them on each other's projects. But, but that's what you and I share too. And you know, i enjoy watching your stuff but the doc on on the blood drive was just so you know short to the point but it was just so powerful what a need this is so this is fun this is what this is what helps us get through this is by really supporting one another
1: well i thank you for saying that yeah um what i did is it was a documentary and being in, in the situation we're in I don't know when film festivals are coming back um, what I've been doing lately in the last maybe two years um, is aside from kind of doing the the mainstream film work I've been working on I've been trying to do things just on the side so i i want people to know that they're not alone in the world I feel like there's a lot of um, a lot of worry there's a lot of tense this is a very tense era of humanity that we're in right now and i just want to put out something so people don't feel like they're alone um so you know there was one where i put out before it was called sunday in philadelphia and it was about how people were scared to come into this country um these days because there is kind of this 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 Rising tension of of what's going on, where maybe people aren't welcome in certain circles or they don't feel welcome, and I wanted to put that out. Um, that one actually premiered in South Korea a couple months ago, and that was amazing. Um, but hmm. this is this film that we did. It's called August. Um, what it was is I wanted to do something about blood donation because it's something that is very very badly needed at all times, and it's not that hard. And um, it it just happened to be when I scheduled my donation was after the El Paso and Dayton shootings that were mass shootings that weekend. Um, I think one was Saturday night, one was Sunday, Sunday. And then I was going in that Monday. And I asked if I could film and talk about what a blood bank goes through a day after a, a mass shooting like that. And I wanted to make it so... We all knew that there's – it it feels overwhelming when you hear these tragedies. And I just wanted to make something that people could realize that they could see it and be like, well, maybe I could do my part. You know, if this guy is doing it, if this Tim guy is doing this – Maybe I can do it, you know, and I, that's really, really my my aim of that. And I thank you so much for watching it and for saying it. And if anybody's oh, yeah. watching, and I put it on Facebook right now, it's going to be free for all. Um, there'll probably be another version of it that'll hit the theatrical run when we do the festivals when they come back. Um, but it's free for everyone right now on Facebook. You're welcome to tune in and, and take a look at it. It's it's there's no I don't even think there's any blocks or anything on it. Um, just it's it's free. For no, me. No, it's yeah.
0: I forget is it under parking lot films or is it under Tim Carr? I think it's under Hold Tim
1: Carr. Up. Yeah. So if if anybody um I, I follow I think I follow um uh, Maribella Enterprises, so you could find me that way. Um any any which way. I'll be happy to accept any friend requests and we can all, you know, watch each other's stuff and and you know, leave each other feedback or whatever, you know, just a, just a what kind a word
0: hey this is office hours with the practical prop and friends and my friend today is Tim Carr actor writer filmmaker really creative and clever guy and a really great person and we're talking about how do we keep this collaboration spirit collaborative spirit that artists are known for by supporting one another and how do we keep it going in on steroids in these really difficult and, and really uncertain times of the pandemic Um, we can do this we're going to get through this but we're really going to need each other to do that and so that's the purpose of today which is the first in a series of podcasts under this um, show that we're doing on uh, the pandemic and as i said the next one coming up i think i said is going to be about small business and the impact on small business and we'll be talking with a friend who is a consultant for small businesses but back to Tim. Let's talk about. So tell them about the other Ripkin. I thought it was a great film.
1: Well, thank you. Um, this was this was a fun a fun thing. Um, in the as a child of the eighties, growing up, um, I collected a lot of baseball cards. Um, I held these guys in such high regard. I loved baseball, and um, there was a. There was a can we can we say words on this, Santo? I I or I can I can censor myself. Yeah, um, you can say words. What's that? You can say words. Okay, okay, good, uh, yes, good. Um, there is this baseball player, and his name was Billy Ripken, and Billy Ripken was the brother of Cal Ripken, who's a Hall of Fame, uh, well renowned, well regarded uh, baseball player. Billy was his brother, and there was a baseball card where Billy was smiling, and on the 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 baseball bat said the word F face, but it was the full name, it was a full word, and uh, it it got out, it got out into the world, and. Uh, for for thirteen year olds like me, uh, we lost our minds. It was so great um, because this guy kind of beat the system, you know. So for us young, you know, us young uh, anarchists, we were. <laughs> he was one of us. <laughs> um, he beat the system. He beat the system. So um, I I decided to kind of I I was writing a bunch of stuff, and I was like, let me take a stab at writing this story, and I was feeling very. The story is very funny. And I was feeling very silly. So I wrote this silly script. And it just it was so funny. Everyone just kind of jumped on. They're like, you have to make this. So we put this very funny movie together. And it's one that I'm insanely proud of. Um, because it just turned out exactly the way I wanted it to. I think anyone in the film business can can talk about how things have turned out, where maybe it wasn't kind of how it was on their mind, which could be good or bad. Like, mm-hmm. For me, this one just, it just turned out. Every joke worked. The actors were fantastic. We had the voiceover from, uh, the great G love from G love and special sauce, who is really a wonderful musician. He was so down for doing that voiceover and the way G love talks is exactly like how he sings. So everything was, it was just perfect. It was one of those things. Everything turned out the way it needed to. And, um, I said, and that's uh, ev- yeah, but that's also evidenced by how far it's going and where it went. Tell, tell the- <laughs> yeah, That was what was so crazy about it. It really took off. Um, we got a lot of press, and uh, we ended up premiering it at Cinequest, which is this really, really wonderful film festival in San Jose, California. And um, it's this is what's funny. It's an Academy Award qualifier. I was like, what mm-hmm. am I doing there? <laughs> like, what am I well, this is such a silly movie, and um, we we're on the red carpet. Like I'm like, what, what, what? Like I think um, that year, um, it was. Oh, her name is. She's such a legend, and I should be remembering her name right now. She was getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno yes. was getting the the life. Lifetime Achievement Award, and right. um, so she was there, and we've got this naughty Billy Ripkin movie about a silly word written on a bat, and it was just like I had no business being any of anywhere, but and then from there, from it just went to so many film festivals, and uh, and then it landed in Reading, and that's how that's how we became friends, Santo, Absolutely. and and I, it's one of those things that I just want to just a, a kind word, Reading Film Festival was so accommodating. It was so welcome, um, you know. There was just red carpets, and there was photographs, and I believe it was an open bar, and that's always nice. And uh, it was one; it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful, inviting film festival. I felt very welcome there, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity.
0: Good, right. good. That's what we wanted. Um, and as you know, uh, Tracy and Cami Harris and Tracy Wagner are uh, continuing in the tradition. Keeping uh, Running Film Fest, it's coming up the first uh, weekend in November of 2020. Hopefully we'll be through all this stuff. I'm sure we will by that time.
1: It's great. It's great. It's a great film festival. I hope everybody gets there, and I hope everybody has a great time. I had a wonderful time.
0: So what if, if an artist were to come to you and say, you know, Tim, I'm just really at my last wit here. I don't know what to do create business or to you know i've seen some musicians are online and they're offering stuff for tips mm-hmm. and that might not be feasible for everybody and how much can you make in
1: tips so what do we do to, to help our uh, our brothers and sisters in the arts i think the first move is to first of all just try not to beat ourselves up too much um if if any of my fellow actor actresses out there are anything like me, there's probably a lot of self-loathing. You know, you could do the best work in the world, you know, where you get ninety-eight percent approval rate, and then you think, well, that's two percent people that hated me. Like, what <laughs> do I? Yeah, <laughs> that's you know. I think we're all wired like that. I uh-huh. just hope, and I think this is really, really, really key, is to just really try to limit the social media. Um, I you know just to kind of try to keep your head right because there's so much misinformation out there, um, where it can really frustrate you. I feel like I haven't written really anything during this, and, you know, and I think that might be why. I think it's just so distracting. Um, but I, your your question was, we're at our wit's end. You know, there's not nothing's filming right now. There's nothing. Um, there's nothing on. Um. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, nothing to film. There's nothing on stage. Um, this might be a time where you could really just I, I put a camera on yourself. And why don't you read a story to a kid? You know, it's, it, there's ways to put yourself out there where, granted, there might not be a whole lot of money in that. Um, but we're in showbiz and sometimes there's not a whole lot of money in it anyway. So, um, but there's time that you can be visible. You can make yourself visible. Um, what I was going to do before it really shut down is there's, um, there's a a senior center, um, right, right near my house. I was just going to go knock on their windows. I was going to clear it. So it wasn't just some weird guy banging on windows. um. (laughs) But I was just gonna ask through the window how everyone was doing, how everyone was keeping up. um you know, put that on video if you wanna to read the to people, you know you can read through a window or you can put the camera on yourself. Um, I made a joke to my wife who's a teacher um, and she'd been putting a couple lessons online that I wanted to do a lesson about um, the East coast, West coast rap feud of 1996 with Biggie and Tupac. I was like, I can make that sound like a kid, kid friendly story. Um, But this is the time to try to put yourselves out there. um, Try to, you know, if you want to read a monologue, put that out there, Uh, put it on your favorite social media channel and, and, or your your most comfortable one to say, what do you think of this? what if you just try to try to keep yourself moving try to keep this this is not going to last forever um just try to kind of look out for each other try to limit the social media if you can um there's so many so many things out there that can bring you down try to do anything that keeps you up even if it's a, a small documentary hey this is what my garden looks like this is how to garden you know <laughs> why not why not um i think that might be the best way to do that now just to kind of keep yourself out there keep yourself working.
0: That's great. So let's let's review that because you know me, the teacher's gotta take notes. great, yeah. I love it. I love it though. It's um number one, don't beat yourself up, folks. We're all in this you you know you, you talked about my pilot. I have about five notes major notes that I have to correct on that pilot. So it's not as good as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> number two, social media be deliberate about it. And what I've done is really key because I can easily get caught up in this stuff. And what I've done is I've vowed that I'm going to use it for good. good. And you know, I've um, I had a online check in with friends um, on Friday last week. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to do it uh, for business folks. Oh, good. I'm putting out fun things with Raphael the dog. He's talking on a video. <laughs> uh, it's exactly what you're saying, but I'm um, being deliberate and purposeful, which is really what, you know, we have to be disciplined about this because it's too easy, as you said, to get sucked into it. It's too much. It's too much. The third thing that Tim said, this is the, Tim's guidelines and I love them, this is uh, be creative. Look, we're in the creative industry. We've got to, we could be creative, right? And that requires us to be resourceful and kind of think outside ourselves. Um, number four, looking out for each other. Can't emphasize that enough. And I think the fifth one that I try to constantly remind students and people that I come in contact with is this is temporary. This is, like you said, this is not forever. This is for now. Um, I always think of that uh, song in, in Avenue Cube at the end of the show. It's uh, They call, talk about for now, and they're singing that this is just for now. And it's true. It really, true. really is yeah. for
1: now.
0: Yeah. We're talking with Tim Carr, actor, writer, and filmmaker here on Office Hours with the practical prop and friends. And Tim's my friend. So that's why he's here. That's, so um, what, what's up next? What's uh, what do you want? To, what's on your bucket list? I, I'll tell you one of my bucket list after you tell me yours.
1: Oh, I have a actually I keep an active bucket list. Um, right. I really, really do. Um, I uh, well with next for me work wise is once everything gets back to to business, um, I have uh, two pilots ready to go. Um, I'm excited about both of them because they're both funny. And I think we need some jokes. <laughs> I think we, uh, I think it's always good to try to keep everybody laughing if we can. Um, so I'm excited about that one. Um, if you, if anybody has it, takes a look at the, um, the, the film I did with the, the blood bank and after, after the mass shootings, that was the first thing I said. I'm like, I will be funny again soon. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, but uh, yeah, I I have so many um, things on my bucket list. I'm just gonna pick one here. Um, let me think. Pick one that you that you want to do and one that maybe you have done. Okay, yeah, I can certainly do that. Um, you're gonna like this one. I did a show on Broadway in 2018. Uh, <laughs> and being that you work with the Tonys, does everybody at home know that you work with the Tonys? You do the Tony Awards.
0: Well, I go to the Tonys. You I go wish to the
1: Tonys, but you wear tox. And I want I to want everybody do. to know that fifty percent. And I look like I belong there, even though I don't. You do look like yeah, you, do. people need it's to know that. Here's one of the Tonys. Fifty percent of the time that I've seen you. You've worn a tuxedo. So I want I everyone at home to know that you're almost James Bond at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's 50% of the time. That's amazing. That's uh, but I did a, I did a show on Broadway, and this is a really funny story. And I, I know we don't have a ton of time left. Um, so um, Seto and I were both in New York City at the same time. And Seto was over with the Tony Awards. So, I mean, that is – they they do that up. I mean, you got the red carpet and whatever. I'm eight we, I'm eight blocks over, and uh, I'm doing a comedy show where I think I was at that moment I was writing a sketch about a dog's butt. So that's where when we're in New York City, I want you guys to know that what the Santo does and what I do, just eight blocks apart, are very 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 different things. <laughs> that, that's New York. That's the great. That's a great part of New York. All right, so bucket list. Give me a bucket list. Okay, great. What I want to do is, I want to go. I, I've seen Boston, Massachusetts, but I want to see like the, to- the the less touristy spots in Boston. I want to see like South Boston. I want to see like all the Goodwill hunting, uh, you know, all those things. You know, like where you, all your everybody is Irish, and I, I want to see the Irish, the, the Boston stereotypes. There. I want to see all
0: they are also Italian down there are they? And yeah, i got to see it all? that sounds great uncle vinny, uncle vinny a friend of my old student's got uncle vinny in the south side's got a great restaurant i'll t- i'll show
1: you i got to see it yeah no i want to see it yeah i want to see all that stuff i want to see some of the scarier parts and anytime i travel i and this makes my wife insane. But I go there and I'm like, well, I want to see the scary parts. I just feel like you need to see the scary parts first and then see the nice parts. Um, um so yeah, I want to see some scary Boston. That's what I want to see. And that's a bucket list item. So
0: Okay. Your wife is um got an adventure, doesn't she? Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we got the bucket list. Good, good. Um one of mine was to do a TED talk. Ooh. And I did, Um, about a month ago. It was the most surreal experience. It was fun, but it was scary. Um, You have to memorize pretty much of a 15 minutes speech. Yeah,
1: I was gonna ask that, yeah.
0: Oh my God. But we had such a great team of people who talked, plus Mm -hmm. we had um, this coach who works with you in developing the speech and and performing it. and I got to bring that up to see it and some friends. Um, it's not; it's like TEDx, which is um, a regional TED. So that was fun. That's that was
1: really fun. cool. That's fun. And what was it I, based? What was it on? What was the, what was the subject? Uh,
0: they, they give you a theme. And I um, I won't get into the whole details of the theme. But essentially, my talk was called Ethical Dilemma or Fable of Fear. Oh, cool. Where can we see it? And my promise is that... What we really think are ethical dilemmas, really, they don't exist. We know what the right thing to do is. We're just afraid. Wow. So that's all I'll tell you, because I'll, you know, you'll see the the link. You'll see it when it's uh, when it comes out.
1: But yeah, that's and amazing. Uh, what's yeah? What's your current one? What's a current bucket list? Uh,
0: you know, I just, I, you know how they you keep throwing things against the wall. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I just want something to stick. I don't want to be greedy. Just I'm just excited to have a project get made that, you know, um, whether it's a TV, whether it's a play, whether, I mean, we've, you know, we all self-produce, so that, that's not a problem. I've been in the community that we're in. It's great because people are so supportive. But I'd love to see... uh some stuff get made. Something get made. That'll be worked on for the next year two or three.
1: <laughs> I think this pilot that you have here, I was looking at it, and you could either – you could shoot that independently, but I think – that would get aired. I think that would be something people want to see. Um, I think it was something really, really special. And I, I, I can't get over it. I want to say so many more things, but I don't want to spoil anything. Is I, I, yeah. The thin line that you walked between Sinister and Warm Family is the most insane thing. I, I was so, imp- I was blown away by it. And I was like, this is going to tip one way or the other. And it never did. Right, <laughs> so right. I want to see that talking. get me. That's going to be on my bucket list. So see, well, pilot he, get made.
0: Now, I don't know if people remember, but Tim uh, was in Franklin Street Station. And I don't know if you, uh, did I send you the the, the updated version? Yes, I have yes. Well, your role got expanded, and talk about sinister! <laughs> wow, I had a lot of fun making you not Mr. Nice Guy.
1: <laughs> Very grateful for it, and you would be amazed. I, I do consider myself a nice person. I do get you written are. a lot of like, "Hey, we need like a smarmy guy. Let's bring in Tim." <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. I'm grateful, and uh, wow. that's another that yeah. pilot. I don't know how much everyone at home knows about it, um, but I, I was when when I read that. And I read that. And then your pilot this morning, those are night and day. Those are two very, very different things. And uh, it just says a lot to you as a writer. And I think you are in the right path. I want to see more projects um, from you like this. I want to see stuff get made. I always found that the most interesting filmmakers are the ones that you can't put your finger on their work you know and i and what i mean by that is you can sometimes tell when you're watching like a quentin tarantino film because there's certain things that clue you in but if you look at somebody like maybe ang lee Uh you can't tell (laughs) it's like crouching tiger hidden dragon and the incredible hulk you know (laughs) yeah you know like it's it's it's, and those that's what these two pieces are, are so reminded me of and I, I really uh, I was proud to see that work from you um, because not only does everybody know you as, as the practical prof but you're also a wonderful artist and I think that's very very key that everybody at home knows that as well
0: oh you're sweet man you're sweet this is um, this is really cool i'm so glad that we had the opportunity to get this conversation started and I think we'll be doing more of this um, you know as I said we want to do what we can whatever the industry is you know i've been writing about small business large business the stuff that maybe we don't talk about as much the the feelings aspects of business empathy and authenticity and courage and all these things that really help along with the you know the quantitative things like making the right uh, financial decisions so i really appreciate you being here to talk about this um Putting context into where we are with this pandemic, and that how we're going to move, go move through it. And uh, I know that uh, we'll call them Tim's guidelines. Tim's uh, <laughs> we'll uh, get it out there. So um, thank you so much, Tim Carr, for being with us today. It was a real pleasure to have you.
1: My pleasure was all mine. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if anybody needs anything, I'm, I'm here. Um, I'm not that hard to get a hold of. Um, just reach out to me. I'll be happy to, to reply back. Um, just try to keep each other sane at this crazy time. Um, and if you can get some fresh air, please do it. <laughs> it will make things a little easier. Just one thing at a time. If it feels too big, just break it down one hour at a time. And if that feels too big, just one minute at a time. We're all in this together, everybody. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. Take care. This has been the Office Hours with of the Practical Prop and Friends. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. This has been Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends, a production of Marabella Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Practical Prop and Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at the Practical Prop. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.